welcome back. Um, I am with Shayla and Josh today, and we are going to be talking about some marriage things. So get ready. And even if you're not married, you can still listen and learn some things because it's going to get fun. And we're also going to be very, very vulnerable and open today about some stuff. So get ready. Well, Shayla and Josh, why don't you say hi? Hello. Hi, I'm Shayla. I'm 22 years old and I work at Compassion International with Lizzie. (laughs) We met um, during our training and we instantly hit it off. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Hi, I'm Josh. I'm the husband. I, uh, I work at a major IT company. I'm a system service representative, and so I, I work woof, on woof. machines and, and <laughs> do all that kind of fun stuff. Nice. Well, how long have y'all been married now? So we've been married for just over seven months. Um, we got married in August of last year, and it's been literally the best thing that I could ever imagine. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. Um, I feel like it's it's definitely one of the most interesting things I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a lot considering we've done long distance before. So that's so neat because you're, I feel like, well, you are in the same exact season as I am. I'm coming up on a year in two months. Oh my gosh. It's, well, not two months because it's not, I thought it was the end of, almost the end of March. But it's it'll the middle. be. It'll be the middle. So three in three months, three and a half. <laughs> anyway, I'm coming up on one year soon, and I'm like, I feel like I just got married yesterday. I feel like we just got married, but I also feel like we've, we've been, been married, married forever, for, mm-hmm. like years. Yeah. Like Josh and I will talk That's about it. That's how I it. feel with Tyler too. Yeah. 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 It's like we're only a, really a few months in, mm-hmm. and it's like, wow, it feels like it's been ten years already. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Literally. Yeah. So why don't you share just a little bit of your your guys' story with everybody before we jump into all these marriage topics? Alrighty. So we started dating when I was 18 years old. Um, I had just moved to Florida and I before was living in Colorado and I became friends with this one girl and um, she and I were both single at the time and kind of trying to, you know, hook a sister up <laughs> and trying right. to trying to look for some eligible bachelors. And I thought she had given up on me. And then I moved to Florida and I had this whole plan of, you know, just going to the beach and like living my life. And then I get a text from her and it says, hey, send me a selfie. What? And I said, you're like, okay. I was like, how many? <laughs> and so um, I sent her some selfies and I was like, what do you need this for? Are you, what are you doing? Uh-huh. And she's like, oh, I have this guy that I think would be perfect for you. And I said, I'm in Florida. <laughs> Wait, and she I, lived here though? Yeah, she okay. lived in Colorado. Sorry. So she lived in Colorado still. I moved to Florida right after I graduated high school. Um, and so she was like, yeah, you know, this guy, I think he'd be perfect for you. And I was like, well, you can give him my number, but, you know, I don't really want a long-distance relationship. I just turned 18. I was like... I'm barely legal. I know. I was like, (laughs) I'm barely legal. Like, (laughs) I've maybe kissed two boys in my whole life. I was like, you know, I just, I really wanted to, like, just have this time to myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And God said no. (laughs) God kind of had other plans for me um and so I told her I was like yeah give him my number um we'll become friends Mm -hmm. and then boom I'll have a new friend yeah 
And while we became friends, we became best friends, and then I fell in love with him, mm-hmm. and then he fell in love with me. Then you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> and then we, this was not in the plan. I know. I'm like, what you doing? Um, and then, yeah, basically, he was still in Colorado. I was in Florida, and we did long distance for two years. Um, I had an opportunity when I came to visit him where I actually had an interview and it was an interview for a daycare that I worked at when I first moved out here. Wait, so you started dating and you never met? Never. Okay. Okay, so it was kind of... You're like, I don't know if he's a real person. He might be a... for like five months. Yeah. We, we, oh my gosh, spent, y'all dated? Yeah, we spent our first five months of dating uh, 1,800 miles apart. And yeah, had never once seen each other in person. It was, it was all over... Did you ever at once think I am being catfished? Um, actually, funny story about that. I <laughs> she thought I was a serial killer. No, I... not seriously. Okay, that's not the story I was going to tell. Oh. I was going to say. She's like, that's another story. I know. I'm she... like, that's another story. She for thought we day. were like the Hills Have Eyes people, like me and my family. So tell me the story. Now I want to know. Yes. Okay, so there was one time I was FaceTiming Josh, and at this point, I, so I'm five, six and a half, five, seven. I'm a pretty tall girl, okay? Mm-hmm. And so for me, height has always been um, kind of a struggle. There's a lot of short sure. boys in this world, right? which like power to you. Yeah. Much love to the short boys. Yes. We love you. However, I'm just a tall girl. However. <laughs> However. <laughs> in conclusion. Um, so one day I was FaceTiming him and I said, how tall are you? And he said, I'm like 5'11". And I said, hmm. I don't know how tall that is. And I saw his door and I said, go stand next to your door (laughs) so that I can see how tall you are in in relation to your door. And then I realized I didn't know how tall his door was. His door was really short. (laughs) Plot twist. It was a half door. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I was like hanging with Bilbo Baggins that day. (laughs) I know. Okay. So you, I kind of interrupted you. So you said you were, um, like you were long distance dating. Yeah, yeah. So we did long distance for two years. Um, we didn't meet in person until five months into our our relationship. Mm-hmm. And um, so that in itself was like an interesting thing, I can't even meeting the first time. Damn it. Like, I mean, Tyler and I were long distance my whole the year at school, mm-hmm. but I mean, I knew him. Like, I, I mean, I met him before, yeah. obviously. Like, it, I can't imagine, like, dating someone for so long. I mean, I could, like, if I really liked them, but dang, that's awesome. It's also really funny because I feel like if we were friends at that time, you wouldn't told me, like, don't go visit him. I probably would have said, be very careful. Yeah. Like, I'll just, I'll come with you. Bring, yeah, exactly. bring knives with you. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so we did long distance for two years. Um in 2018 i came and visited him and i had an interview at a daycare that i ended up working at um everything literally just like fell into place and it honestly was like the reassurance that i needed from Mm -hmm. god of like keep going yeah because you know when you're doing long distance and there's not really like an end goal yeah um i mean obviously our end goal was to get married like we wanted to be in the same place but we didn't know if that was in Colorado, That's a huge Florida. decision. Huge decision, mm-hmm. especially to make so young, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then also you haven't really spent a lot of time together in person. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a really big decision in and of itself. No, I want to say, like, up to that point, we had probably only had 
would you say maybe a little bit over a month of time in person total like, total yeah going back and forth to well, visit one another no in the whole two years because we would visit each other so you wait 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 wait, wait. you were long distance for two years mm. yes yes so the first day of our relationship until i moved out here in 2018 we were long distance um and then after that our schedules were opposite he was working the night shift and i was working a day shift so Mm -hmm. um but that's another tangent but yeah i would say probably because we would visit each other at least once every two to three months and josh would come out for like a week i would come out for like three days to a week. Um, so yeah. Yeah, we we were able to climb that trek of long distance. Mm-hmm. It was definitely interesting. So when you moved out here in two thousand eighteen, you just you lived you lived here and then y'all got married in two thousand nineteen. Fall fall of two thousand nineteen. Yeah, it was okay. like late so summer. So at least you had like that time too before you got married. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. Well, and I, I had told Josh like I didn't want him to propose while we were doing long distance. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, he took that very seriously because I moved out here in October of 2018 and then we got engaged in January of 2019. Right. <laughs> so Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, he was like, let's get it. Yeah. Let's do this. Yeah, I got engaged when we were in long distance. Mm-hmm. Um, we got engaged November of 2018. <laughs> I can count. No, yeah, 2018. Wow. It's been like two years, so I can't even remember. <laughs> yeah, we got engaged in, in like when I was, we were doing long distance, and I had, I planned our entire wedding in Oklahoma with like nobody. I mean, my sister was there, so she was a big help with a lot of stuff, but I also, I'm crazy and didn't want to plan like a planner or anything like that. Like I wanted to do it myself, but I planned a California wedding to a place I've never been to by myself. Like I would send Tyler pictures. I'm like, what do you think about this? He's like, whatever you want, babe. I'm like, okay. Well, the good news is there's nothing else to do in Oklahoma. I could could tell you were like itching to say that. (laughs) He was like, he kept like moving over to the mic. He's like, like, oh, I've got a good one. How being newlyweds, and I'm in the same season as you, so I feel like we are like walking through a lot of this together mm-hmm. um what's the like I, a biggest expectation that you had about marriage and what was the reality of that expectation all right i'm just gonna dive right in here dive right in <laughs> Sheila. come on so as a young christian you're always told you know no sex before marriage right mm-hmm. right well as soon as you get married guess what you can have sex you now. You can have sex. My expectation was it was going to be every single night. <laughs> and it is not. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I'm I'm glad it's not because it's it's fun, but I wouldn't be able to walk. <laughs> it's not about the frequency, it's about the Oh gosh. You know. <laughs> The pleasure factor. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. Well, that's Never true. Never been too far. I apologize. No, you're good. You're good. It's not. But it's true though, because like you, you have these expectations. I mean, even me, I was like, you know, like expectations of what that's gonna look like in a marriage. I've never been married before, mm-hmm. so obviously, like, marriage is going to look different. Like, how? What is this gonna look like in a marriage setting? And like, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I remember 
like the first couple weeks after we got married, I still felt bad, like like yeah. wrong, like mm-hmm. we shouldn't be doing this, like this is wrong. And, Tyler, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't say that, but I just this like little voice that would he had say, like this weird guilt, this weird guilt. And then <laughs> yeah. I'm like, why do I feel this way? I'm I'm married, like I can do this, like. And so I I looked back on a lot of kind of how I perceived like temptation in that way before mm-hmm. and I had always just been like red blaring light like do not do this mm-hmm. like but with no like love behind it or you know not that like my because my parents did a great job with that kind of stuff growing up so it's not like I didn't have a great example or anything like that but I think for some reason for Christians because it's so like you don't do this mm-hmm. we I just had this like get, I think like I think I had conviction, but on top of that conviction, I had, like, guilt and shame and all that kind of stuff. So then when it was in the, the sanctif- like, the um, the confines of marriage, and it was beautiful, and it was, God, like, God wants you to have sex, like, when you're married. Like, mm-hmm. God wants you to have a beautiful sex life. He mm-hmm. wants he wants you both to enjoy that. Um, well, he made it for he, husband and wife, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. He made it with, like to be beautiful mm-hmm. um so when I had that like I just remember I called, called my mom <laughs> I was like <laughs> I have it and she just helped me like kind of walk through it and prayed with me about some stuff and just some sh- mind shifts that I had to go through from like thinking it was like I was dirty or I was wrong for doing this and to like no this is beautiful mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then there's sometimes by being completely honest I'm still like like in the middle of it I'm like wow I can't believe I get to do this <laughs> and it's cool yeah. it's like and that's the biggest thing you know for me is like it was an expectation that you know we we've gone I mean I was 21 and Josh was 23 when we got married so 21 and 23 years without sex mm-hmm. and so you think like oh, you know, as soon as you get it, it's mm-hmm. kind of like when you, this is a bad analogy, when you get a tattoo. <laughs> um, once you get one, you're like, oh my gosh, like, I want, I want another, another one. one. <laughs> it's not a bad analogy. <laughs> it's true. But yeah, so like for me, at least, you know, I I find it comforting knowing that like marriage, that's like a small piece of marriage. Mm-hmm. It's like if marriage was like um, a pie or something, like it would just be one piece that you cut well yeah and it it really is it's kind of the fruit of a healthy marriage mm-hmm. at the end of yeah, the day that's really good yeah it, it's if your marriage is thriving it, it bears fruit in in ways that god intended it that, to, so it's that's literally so true i i know that there's been times where tyler and i've been so busy and we're running around and like tyler will go on a business trip and like i'll be you know I'll, like i won't feel good and then he's sick and mm-hmm. then like all this kind of stuff and then like we'll get in a huge fight Mm-hmm. for no reason and then I'll be like you know what when's the last time we had sex and he'll be like um that's a really good question and I'm like I feel like we're, we're we need like we're not like connecting right now because mm-hmm. we're missing and like you said it's just one piece of the pie like there's obviously so much more that marriage brings and the gifts of marriage but that's a really really important mm-hmm. important mm-hmm. part to keep a marriage really healthy and um, once we do, we're totally fine again. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, wow, that was great. Like, I'm not even mad. <laughs> I feel like, you know, you can't have a whole pie without 
each piece. Right. So like if you're baking a cake or something, like I'm really full of analogies today. No, I love it. It's great. <laughs> Keep going with the analogies. I'm a very visual person. Yeah. So if you're baking a cake, okay, you need like your flour, your sugar, your eggs, all that good stuff. You, your cake the end result of your cake is your marriage. Mm-hmm. And you cannot bake a cake without flour or sugar right. or eggs or this or that. So if you're missing one thing, your cake is going to be weird yeah. and not taste good. Yeah. So I feel like that's the same thing with like, you know, just all the aspects of marriage. So shout out to all the vegans out there. If it's <laughs> a vegan cake, you wouldn't use egg anyway. So. <laughs> Apple well, sauce. vegan cake still has ingredients, <laughs> yes. Josh. <laughs> that's so true though there are like so many components to building a healthy marriage what would you say for you guys have you noticed are the major components that create a really healthy relationship between you two um speaking for us i know communication is probably number one in that uh you have to be able to put your feelings into words and no matter what be on the same page with one another before anything good can can come of that if right. if you guys aren't on the same page then it, it throws everything out of whack yeah um but you know even if you're in a hard time or a time of struggle no matter if it's financial or emotional or whatever as long as you guys are on the same page together you can work through it right um and and eventually work out of whether whatever struggle you're in right i'll even add on top of that real quick even learning how to communicate in the way the other person mm-hmm. communicates as well that was a big thing for me because i feel like you would me and you shayla are a lot alike mm-hmm. we use we use a lot of words <laughs> when explains and sometimes i word vomit to tyler and i'm like trying to explain all these things that i feel and i verbally process so i'll just sit there forever talking and you'll go down the rabbit hole i'll go down a rabbit hole Mm -hmm. and tyler's at at this point and he's trying he's really he's really trying but he's like what are we talking about like so so what is your problem (laughs) and so i've had to learn how to communicate effectively for him Mm -hmm. and even to like he is a a guy who sees pictures Mm -hmm. so if i instead of like trying to word vomit and I just explain like and I explain this picture to him he'll get it and usually it's less than you know 90 seconds and he's like perfect (laughs) so I agree with that I think definitely like for me so I'm a I'm a very very emotional thinker Mm -hmm. and so for me I've noticed I cannot talk as soon as I am upset because for me, I won't know how to put my words into or my thoughts into words. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, what I have to do is if there's something that bothers me um, that like Josh did, maybe he like did something and put a dish right. uh, away the wrong way or something. That's not something I would actually get mad about. <laughs> But, well, maybe. (laughs) Depending on my day. He's like, "Mm, (laughs) He's like, I beg to differ. (laughs) That's actually happened. (laughs) (laughs) But, so if he does something that I don't like, um, instead of calling it out right then and there, I have to think about how to come at it as a more logical approach because Josh is a very logical thinker. So anytime that he's met with emotion, Mm -hmm. he kind of shuts down. That's how Tyler, um, that's exactly how Tyler is too. Yeah. And I mean it's it's also funny like um this kind of correlates with it, but I always love bringing it up. Um on the Enneagram, I'm an 8, mm-hmm. wing 9, mm-hmm. and Josh is a 5. So when I'm I've unhealthy I've never met a 5 before. 
He's real interesting. I love it. <laughs> Anytime I tell anybody, I'm like, yeah, I'm an eight and my husband's a five. They're like, like oh. Be like, yeah, me and Albert Einstein would have been colleagues. Like, no, Tyler's a nine mm-hmm. and I'm a one. Yeah. So you kind of get it where it's like, you know, kind of very different personalities. But mm-hmm. also what's really cool is when I'm at my unhealthiest and when I'm stressed out, I turn into a five. Mm. Eights automatically go towards five tendencies. Mm. Fives naturally are like very quiet, very logical, very in their head. Um, so when I'm upset, I, I do all that and I put away my emotions and I'm like, okay, like I need to think about this. I'm very in my head. I kind of shut down a little bit. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think definitely like just figuring out, you know, everything about your spouse, like yeah, everything about how they communicate, everything yeah. about how they receive love, how they give love, things like that is so important. Um, so I think all those like funky little tests are. I love doing. They're I so love great. doing them with Tyler. Because mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. I love learning about him. Mm-hmm. Like I love finding out how he thinks and like I just love it because it gives me kind of a picture inside of his brain that mm-hmm. he might not even know how to put into words. And then vice versa. Like he gets to know a little bit about me that like I don't really even understand. Mm-hmm. So like I'm a an Enneagram one heavy wing too. Mm-hmm. Like heavy wing too. And <laughs> That's the more me that with I, the nine. I'm like an eight at the core but uh-huh, like yep. a nine is right there if you could be like another number i would be a two like i just mm-hmm. it's so i i i relate so much to the twos as well um but it's funny because i used to because people would be like well maybe you're a wing nine so like you get mm-hmm. tyler i'm like i'm not a wing nine i don't get tyler <laughs> with a lot of things that he does or mm-hmm. the way that he like like nines are very like non-confrontational like mm-hmm. and he'll be confrontive if he needs to be but mm-hmm. only if it's like he needs to be it's about maintaining the peace and, yes yeah mm-hmm. that's an amazing trait that's a ex- person it is it really is because i would literally fight somebody and i'm like <laughs> a like little like white girl like what am I gonna do <laughs> there's one time I think I, I don't know if I told you this oh my story. gosh I think is it the car situation? yeah so I was <laughs> driving down the road and um I I like got, I put my turns in the lawn got into the next lane I didn't cut him off he was coming but he was coming so fast that he got mad at me because he had to slow down so I like slammed on his brake and then he like honked at me and he flipped me off and I looked at him and I was like you know, whatever. <laughs> and he ended up following me through the, um, like, Trader Joe's um, parking lot down by the college. Mm-hmm. And I was getting so heated, heated, parked my car, got out, and he, like, sped away. He, like, didn't stop. But mm-hmm. and I was, like, I was about to throw hands. And I'm, like, I don't even know what I would have done if he actually got out of the car. I told Tyler about Tyler lost his mind on me. He was, like, you can't do that. People have guns these days, Lizzie. What, what would you have done if he a gun on you? And I'm, like, honestly, I hadn't thought that far. I just got out of the car. I was ready to fight. And Your adrenaline's pumping. My adrenaline's like, pumping. Ooh. And so, like, because I'm – because ones are very – confrontive mm-hmm. and so i'm mean, not as much as eights but <laughs> so they do it for different reasons is what yeah. i yeah mean. but anyway um there's just things about a nine that like i just did not understand or things about tyler that i did not understand why he would do that that mm-hmm. way but when i found out that he was a nine everything made sense mm-hmm. i was like oh my gosh it makes sense that you do this or do that like it, it makes total sense even like how i communicated my emotions to him and how i felt about certain things 
he like it made so much sense as to like why he reacted the way that he did or what why he said a certain thing to me mm-hmm. because he was just like I could he couldn't like he's like Josh mm-hmm. he was just like emotions like oh my gosh emotions like what do I do with emotions mm-hmm. you know so I completely agree with you I think it's really smart to learn all about your spouse mm-hmm. and I think like one other thing that has been really helpful for me which I actually told Lizzie about um I think pretty much like the first day that I met her um it's the marriage journal by Mm. Audrey and Jeremy Roloff um it's been so so great it's basically this 52 week so a full year um it's a 52 week book and journal that you go through every week with your spouse we choose to do our Sunday nights because it kind of like sets our week off on a good note and it's right before bed yeah um so there's a section where you have to pray for each other and we pray every night together um either for each other or just with each other about different things and so it's like really good to you know just go from the book and then straight into prayer and then you go to bed (laughs) um but yeah so I think that's been really helpful too because it kind of it kind of gets us talking and I remember one week it was totally a god thing because we had just had like a pretty big fight um and the section that we were reading was on apology was it apology um it was something to do with like apologizing after a fight or like something to do with like making up after a fight and I like read the title and I started laughing. I was like, wow, this is great timing. This is great timing. (laughs) But yeah, I really feel like, you know, it just, it helps to kind of ask the hard questions with each other of, you know, different things that are like, what's bothering you this week or what can I do better for you? And then each week they have um, a little section, like a blurb on that either Audrey or Jeremy writes and... So that was the one that said something about, like, apologizing after a fight. Mm -hmm. But I think that's been really helpful, too. So on top of talking about personalities and how that's affected you guys, what, like, like when we were talking about, like, different personalities, what specific things collided when you guys got married that you, like, (laughs) personality-wise, that you really had to walk through? So I'm probably, I mean, you can tell by how little I've talked during this podcast that I'm a really introspective person. Yeah. And when I do talk, it is completely devoid of emotion and straight to the point. You sound so much like my husband. Um, Whereas Shayla is just a very, you know, beautiful orator and speaks with a lot of emotion so really breaching that gap of you know her speaking with so much depth in her words whereas I just kind of skip straight to it and will say it how it is Mm -hmm. um was really difficult yeah and you know we we have to work on that every day Mm -hmm. of of almost like a translation in our in our brain that's Mm -hmm. a really good way to put it um, of, of, you know, coming to this, um, synthesis of, of thought, like, and meeting in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, and I would have never realized it without Shayla, but things I say can just be flat out offensive. Mm-hmm. And 
she's brought me to a place where I can realize that and actually think before I speak. Yeah. Um, whereas I think the effect I've had on her is it's really brought her down to earth with, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of the facts of life. Um, Not everything has to be this yeah. big dramatic production. And, right. you know, it's just really important to um, come together. And, and, and like I said earlier, it just all boils down to communication and yeah. effective communication with one another. That's awesome because mm-hmm. I feel like I'm literally talking to me and Tyler. Like I'm not. I'm not <laughs> kidding. That's a. That was for us. If I asked myself that question, that would be our answer too. Mm-hmm. Was Tyler's the exact same way as you mm-hmm. in the way that he talks? He's very straight to the point. He's very like. There's not a lot of emotion in his words. Like he's very like. I mean, he's very. You get it sometimes. I was just. I was just <laughs> about to say because I know Josh is like this because of just what you've told me, but he's like, he can be, he's very goofy with me and very Mm -hmm. loving and like all that kind of stuff. But on a real note, like I struggled really hard when we first got married because I, I wanted to have these huge like life conversations, like Mm -hmm. these like huge, like depth conversations. And you know, like, like you see in the movies, (laughs) but I, what's the meaning of life to you? What do you think your purpose is? And Josh is like, I don't know, whatever God wants it to be. I'm like, dumb answer (laughs) literally that but I would but I would talk I would have those kind of questions with like my friends or like Mm -hmm. my my parents are kind of like that so I would like talk like with that that with my parents all the time growing up so marrying Tyler obviously was the best decision of my life but I had to really learn oh my gosh like one I really am not missing out on anything Mm because at first I was like I'm never gonna have deep talks again because he never (laughs) and I was like oh my gosh okay but then there'll be times like he'll say something that hits me so hard Mm -hmm. in a good way like it's so powerful and it's straight to the point Mm -hmm. and it's like has no emotion but (laughs) but he says it so like there's so much depth to his words Mm -hmm. and he's so wise and Mm -hmm. god knew that i needed him to he he, god knew i needed him Mm -hmm. and there's things that he says sometimes i'll just start bawling and i'm like that was so, so good. You don't even know like how great that was. I needed that so bad. And he's like, And what? then he's probably like all wide-eyed, like, okay. Yeah. And he's like, what What did I say? And I'm like, uh-huh. you just have no idea. Like, God's been talking to me about that. And he's like, okay. <laughs> that opens great, up a whole new can of yep. worms. And then he's like, all right, let me let me put on my emotional hat. <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. But Josh and I had a conversation like that yesterday. Um, I was like bawling in his lap. I was like, I just want to help everybody and I can't. Yeah. I think for me, though, um, the hardest thing for sure about our two personalities is, so I am very Mm strong-willed. I am very dominant. I am, Mm, I feel a very strong personality, okay? (laughs) Like, you can see that from a mile away. Mm -hmm. Um, But so for me, the hardest part has been putting that kind of aside and letting Josh be the leader. Like, you know, that was hard for me too. And I've talked to you about this definitely before about how like, you know, God says like that the man of the house is like the leader and has to be like the one to kind of step up and be the uh, spiritual leader and everything like that. So for me, the hardest part I think has just been like, not really like, I'm not toning myself down or anything like that, right, but right. giving Josh more of a voice, right. I feel like. Yeah. Because, you know. Letting him step up. Which is. Exactly. You know, and it's hard for, you know, people like me who, you know, I really love to dominate my spheres of influence. The things mm-hmm. I like, I like to be authoritative on them. Sure. You know, things I'm passionate about. I like to 
I like to be the, be the forefronter in that field, but other yeah. things that I just don't care about. Mm-hmm. So coming to the, like Shayla obviously has different, you know, uh, likes different things than I do. Um, and you know, has different passions mm-hmm. and you know, I, the hard part for personality types like me is, is coming to a place of leadership throughout all of our different passions and all the different situations we're in, mm-hmm. where it's like, you really just want to gravitate to the specific things that you really like. Yeah. Um, but especially when she has such a dominating personality type as well. I have no problem being she the leader. No <laughs> problem being the leader. I'm the exact same way. And it, I struggled because you, I noticed as soon as Tyler and I tied the knot, there mm-hmm. was a shift spiritually in our, like in mm-hmm. our relationship. We, we, we made a covenant that was bound on earth and bound in heaven. Like mm-hmm. we made a covenant together and I realized that me trying, because I am just like you, Shayla, like I mm-hmm. am dominant, I am assertive, like I could easily step into that leader role and take it over if I wanted to. Um, not, not, I shouldn't say it like that. I should say like, if I like wanted to be the leader, I would like, I would try to be the leader mm-hmm. and it wouldn't be hard for me to not, like, you know, <laughs> I shouldn't do that. To you know what I mean? To bulldoze people anyway. in your way. Right. So... What's interesting, though, is that Tyler is not the kind of guy to let me take that from mm-hmm. him and step on all over him. Um, and so when we first got married and we were, like, walking through this together, we would we got in explosive fights <laughs> the first, like, two months of our marriage. And I did not know why. Mm-hmm. I was like, we were fine two months ago. Like, we, we were great. We never, like, I mean, we fought, but, like, not up to the point where it was explosive like this. Like, mm-hmm. what is going on? And I remember my dad called me, and he's really, like, loves the Lord, spiritually in tuned. And he called me, and he was like, hey, I've been praying about you, and I feel like just something's going on in your marriage, and I feel like you're, you're being spiritually attacked, and I've just, been, I've just been praying for you. And so I started thinking about it after that conversation. I was like, why would I, like, what is going on spiritually in my marriage that I'm not seeing? Because mm-hmm. for some reason, I just wasn't looking at the spiritual side of things at that point. I noticed that I just kept, I kept trying to put myself in the leader position Mm -hmm. and that was spiritually causing a rift because I'm not called, I'm not meant to be the leader of the home. Mm -hmm. Tyler's Tyler biblically is the husband. He's the man of the home. And a lot of people would get mad at that, but that's biblical. And that's just Mm -hmm. the way that it is. Which doesn't mean that you have to be stepped all over like I was just about a to say, very yeah. big difference between very big difference mm-hmm. people get the word submission wrong all the time and what mm-hmm. that actually means you're a team mm-hmm. you have equal playing field and God speaks to me just as much as he speaks to Tyler mm-hmm. um and so when there's something that there, like there's been a lot of times where Tyler will see something spiritually that I'm not seeing and he'll lead me through that and then there's things that I see I'm seeing spiritually that he isn't seeing and he'll like I will like I'll show him that the wife brings so much to the table too. Mm-hmm. So that's not yeah that's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But I was just seeing like that I wasn't. Well, I I was just oh go ahead were you saying uh, something? Yeah, I was I was just gonna comment on that and say that you know at, at the end of the day a good spiritual leader, you know doesn't run his household like a dictatorship. Right. He, he runs it like a democracy. Yeah. So you know it, it's. Being, Shayla's all proud so, over there. Just I know. I'm, I'm literally blushing over here. I'm like, oh, what, that's my What man. the wife really should be doing is, is submitting to the democracy and, and not to, you know, the hard hand. Right. You know, it's, it's like that's being, wrong. 
It's like being uh, like co-presidents or something right. yeah. of a company. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's like two leaders in the house. Yeah. Obviously, the parents are going to be the leaders and the husband and wife are leaders together. Yeah. But when it comes down to leading your family spiritually and things like that, um, you know, it is the man's job, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the woman's job is to, like, help. I was just going to say real quick about the spiritual leader stuff with Tyler. I learned because I would just be like, well, why isn't he just doing it? Like, why can't he just, mm-hmm. like, step up and do it? And I remember it, my my friend Rosalie gave me a book. It's called... Um, the Power of a Praying Woman yeah, or wow. a Wife. It's called, it's <laughs> you called, told me this book. Yep, it's called The Power of a Praying Wife, and that book wrecked me. It was it's so good, um, and it's also it puts me in my place in a couple things, and that was really helpful. But I, what I learned was that like I wasn't praying for Tyler the way that I should be, and I wasn't encouraging him in prayer because Tyler is it, he is like the husband is the spiritual leader of the home but if the wife mm-hmm. is not lifting him up in prayer interceding for him and maintaining the home in that way like the husband should be praying too that's not what i mean but mm-hmm. like the wife has so much power there mm-hmm. like she has so much power to pray and intercede i just feel like i see that with with a wife like mm-hmm. she has so much power in her prayers and um what the what the husband like can accomplish and like do in his life um I just feel like there's a lot of power that a woman has to pray pray him into like I remember God told me one time um that I was like why can't you because Tyler's like still figuring out like what does he want to do for the rest of his life like he Mm -hmm. doesn't want to do the job that he has for the rest of his life like what does he really want to do Mm mm-hmm and he's 28 and so I was like god like why haven't you showed him yet like what he like you know blah 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 all this kind of stuff and um I remember one time the Lord spoke back to me and he was like Lizzie you have you have been given by me the ability to prophesy things out in him that are already there Mm -hmm. and I was like what (laughs) and he was like there are things in him that I've already placed that haven't been discovered yet and you not anybody not just anybody me because I have power as his wife Mm -hmm. have been given the responsibility and the ability to prophesy out the things that are already in Tyler to Mm -hmm. for them to come to fruition and I just realized right then and there my not only ability and like the power that I held as a has as his wife um the authority that I held as his wife mm-hmm. and the responsibility also the responsibility yeah <laughs> exactly and I and I had realized that I wasn't maintaining that responsibility at all mm-hmm. and so I I quickly shifted my the way that I looked at Tyler and the way that I prayed for Tyler and the way that I because as a wife like you want to take care of your husband as well mm-hmm. and I was like I felt awful because I was like I'm not taking care of him spiritually like I like I should be mm-hmm. so I I I stepped into that role and we haven't like I mean we still fight every once in a while but it's nothing like how it used to be mm-hmm. and we're working through like we're learning new things about each other too um but I think that main thing was because I was fighting so hard for like that spiritual leader mm-hmm. role mm-hmm. not subconsciously like not knowing it and God was like you have your own role Mm-hmm. Like every role is important. Role. Yeah. I forgive the analogy, but it's almost like an army has no power without a strong logistical force behind it. No, that's a great analogy. <laughs> I love analogies. One, one, with, one without the other is just not going to work. Exactly. Yeah. Just like a cake. 
Yes, just like a cake. It all comes back to and the a, cake. We're and gonna an bake army. a cake after this. Yeah, <laughs> for That's an awesome. army. Those are really good analogies, though, because they mm-hmm. really do paint a picture, mm-hmm. you know, of what it's what it's meant to be like. But yeah. Um, I think something else that's been just like kind of difficult to navigate through is also bringing two different cultures. Mm. Um, Josh is fully white and (laughs) I am mixed. Fully white. (laughs) Yeah. He's a, he is 100% Caucasian. I am, um, 40%. (laughs) Bleached bread. (laughs) Um, but so I'm, I'm basically like half, uh, white and half Puerto Rican And so growing up, um, I grew up close to, like, uh, distance-wise, close to my Puerto Rican side of the family. So naturally, I I celebrated more of their customs and cultures and holidays and things like that. Um, And then also just, like, having my dad in the house. He's full Puerto Rican. Like, he brought all of these different um, customs and cultures into our lives and traditions. And so I feel like in a Hispanic household, um, it's very, very uh, matriarchal. So the woman is the leader of the house a lot of the time. And, um, you know, so I feel like for that, like that was always, I've had very, very strong women in my family who have always told me like, you are a powerful woman, like you are a strong woman. And so taking that but also taking it with how you're saying you know I am strong and I am powerful but in a different way so trying to figure out that way of you know I'm still a strong woman and I'm still powerful and I still have all of these amazing things about me that I can use to help Josh lead yeah I don't have to be that's a that's yeah that's a really good way to put it yeah I don't have to be the one to kind of take on everything yeah. like I can relinquish my power mm-hmm. and I don't think as women we're meant to take on everything no exactly but we are like especially strong women almost feel like we we need to mm-hmm. and especially like you know for me it's my way or the highway a lot of the time <laughs> so I feel like no not <laughs> Shayla I'm just yeah yeah shocker um <laughs> but for me Same. like I feel like you know if if somebody's not doing it the way that I want them to, I'm just going to do it. Like it's one of those things where that's something I need to work on personally is not is teaching somebody how to do something my way instead right. of just doing it. And so I feel like that's kind of time learning from in. their way. Mhm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Other people's ways are cool too, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're right though too because even teaching someone a specific way of like how you do something Mm -hmm. even irks my patience a little bit Mm -hmm. because I'm like, so I get what you're saying though. Yeah. Like, why can't you just do it the right way? Like making the bed, Josh likes to make the bed with the pillows on the bed first and then put the blanket over them. What? It's, it's very ugly. Barn? I'm just joking. (laughs) He was raised under a rock. Just kidding. Barbara. My mom did everything for me. (laughs) Barbara and Jerry are amazing people (laughs) and I love them very much. Um, they're the best in-laws, but anyways, um, (laughs) No, you're like if you're listening to this. Podcast. Yeah, I'm like, if you are listening to this, um, <laughs> skip over that whole first like 20 minutes of us talking. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like Josh makes the bed one way. I make the bed a completely different way. And so 
him being very receptive to, you know, this is the way that I like certain things. And then me being receptive to this is the way that he likes certain things. What are we willing to compromise on? Like making a bed, Josh was willing to compromise on making it the pretty way that I like because Mm -hmm. It's, it's not something that should be a fight, but then there's other things he's that He's like, are... I really don't care about the bed. Yeah, he's like, we're going to sleep in it anyways. <laughs> okay. So you guys go on dates like every week, mm-hmm. Shayla tells me. So why? So it's obvious that you prioritize date nights. So it's obvious that you think it's beneficial to you. Why do you think it's beneficial and like how does it, how has it impacted your marriage in a positive way, having date nights consistently? So... Something that I feel like is super important is to always date your spouse. Um, I feel like a lot of times people get married and then they're like, oh my gosh, this is just like, you know, a a sleepover with my best friend all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's not always that, you no. know, like. It is a lot of times, but not always. <laughs> yes. But I feel like, you know, sometimes you get into a routine and you have dishes to do, you have bills to pay, you have to go to work, you have to do this, that, the other thing. So then, like, where's the romance, mm-hmm. you know? You have to prioritize keeping the romance because if you don't have the romance, then that's what kind of like what you were saying about how you and Tyler were, like, fighting and you're like, wait a second, like, we haven't prioritized romance in our life. And so for me, going on dates every week is just something that for us, when we go on a date, we don't have our phones um, at the dinner table. We don't do that anyways, like, on a regular night. but. Yeah. Um, especially when we go out or something like we, we don't check our phones. Um, it's just he and I, and a lot of times like we do things with other friends or things like that, or couples or I'll go do my thing. He'll go do his thing. But, um, I think definitely knowing like at least once a week at the end of the week, we are going to have a night or a day completely just for us and completely just working on talking to each other and communicating and baking the cake (laughs) right exactly yeah my thoughts on that um you know i know at least for two spouses who work throughout the week you know when you come home from work you just are it's full-on decompression time you know Mm -hmm. you're getting over the stresses of the day and not just one of you is doing that both of you are doing that and Mm -hmm. so you really just kind of want to have that introspective quiet time with yourself to just let loose, relax for a minute. And through that, that's great. Everybody needs that. But you're not really focusing on one, one another and your relationship with one another. So I feel like, you know, having a date night every week, you dedicate that time to each other and remaining on the same page. Mm-hmm. Um, getting to talk about things that either you can't talk about during the week or, you know, because you're not in a position to emotionally or, or whatever. Um, you have that time to to get there um, and yeah. just completely focus on one another through in a date. Yeah, that's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, you know, kind of piggybacking off of that, um, I feel like especially bringing another type of personality test into this, mm-hmm. um, especially Josh being an introvert and me being an ambivert, mm-hmm. um, you know, being an introvert, you know, you have to have your decompression time by yourself. You have right. to be alone with your thoughts. Being an ambivert, um, I love my people during the day and I, I can't get enough of them. And then as soon as I get home, I'm like, oh my goodness, I need to be alone with my thoughts. Yeah. Um, so kind of having, you know, like where we both at the end of the day, like 
need to be alone um, or need to be quiet or something like that. Um, dates really give us an excuse to um, kind of push that aside and like work on us, like not be selfish and not take our own time because we had that during the week. Um, and really just like, like I said, prioritize our marriage. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Jeez. Just about to say something. What was I about to say? Um, oh, right. And I know that there was actually a podcast that I had earlier that I did, or I did with someone earlier, um, a couple, and they actually talked about, um, they don't talk about anything really important or like big heavy topics after eight o'clock at night. Ooh, I like that. They don't <laughs> like, and so ever since I start, I talked to them and I heard that Tyler and I have really tried, it has not worked. I, I'm usually on the fails cause it'd be like nine 30 at night or like I, I'm terrible at this. I will be in bed. He'll be sleeping. And I'm like, Tyler, I'm like, Tyler. <laughs> and I'll wake up and I'll like say something about like, don't forget to remind me I have to go. And he's like, I was literally sleeping. Like you're being so rude. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I just couldn't, for- I couldn't forget. And I need to be better at this. But I was thinking about it and I was like, if I can work at that and not bring up really heavy topics after eight o'clock, mm-hmm. that prevents fights, that prevents just like, you know, a lot of, a lot of different things, but then it leads to like, maybe we can have like a brunch date mm-hmm. and like we can spend that time where we're both like coherent because he's not a morning person I'm a morning person but I'm also a <laughs> that night sounds like us he told me the other day he was like I've never met anyone like you you're a morning person but you're also a night owl he's like you're both oh. he's like I don't get it and I'm like I don't I'm so tired all the time I don't understand <laughs> it either you're like it's exhausting he's like, so he's like I feel like a child because he's like okay Lizzie it's time for bed and I'm like I know I need to go to bed you know there will be times where Monday, I have this after work. Tuesday, I have this after work. Wednesday, we both have this after work. Literally same. Thursday, we have uh, this after work. And then Friday rolls along and I'm like, wow, I see you every day, but I haven't really like spent time to talk with you. Yeah. Um, and so even if it's like having a night in, like last yeah. week, our date was, um, we had missed church on Sunday. So our date was watching church. And I made us like kind of a more special dinner. Yeah. Um, and having like a date in where I didn't touch my phone. Yeah. Um, for like a couple of hours. And then, you know, it's just for us, dating is whatever you make it to be where it's just the two of you. Yeah. Um, and like I said before, you know, like I've noticed when Josh and I don't go on a date that week. I, I start to get upset and I'm like, man, I'm just like in a bad mood. I'm really angry. Mm. Like I feel all this pent up emotion and I'm like, oh, it's because I haven't had a chance with my husband. Yeah. I haven't had a chance to like decompress with him or like talk to him really. Yeah. Anything to add, Josh? No. He's been zoned out this whole time. (laughs) Nope. Oh, not gonna lie. Through that whole segment of Shayla talking, I just, just <laughs> introspective. I just kind of checked okay, out on that one. <laughs> well, I am so glad that you guys are able to come on the podcast. Um, I think that you, I know that you dropped a bunch of little wisdom nuggets. Well, thank you so much for having us on the podcast. Yeah, um, yeah. I know it 
kind of felt a little bit funny when you were like, I want you to talk about marriage. I'm like, Lizzie, you've been married for literally like two months longer than us. Like you <laughs> no, should be telling us about marriage. It's so much. Yeah, because my two months have brought so much extra. <laughs> no, I, I think like, I think getting a bunch of different perspectives on marriage is really important. I've had like, you know, a couple um, couples on here already talk like, or have, that have been married for like 10, 11, 12 years, but mm-hmm. I haven't really dived into um, newlyweds and like mm-hmm. what that, I mean, me and Tyler are newlyweds and Tyler will be on on the podcast shortly as well. Um, but it's good to get other perspectives because there's stuff that you guys struggled with mm-hmm. as newlyweds that Tyler and I didn't and then vice versa, stuff that we mm-hmm. struggled with that you guys didn't. So it's nice to get different viewpoints. viewpoints. And then also like, I mean, I'm still learning and working through things, obviously. Like, I'm learning Tyler every day. Like, he's Mm -hmm. my favorite person in the entire world. And I learn new things about him every day. And I will continue to learn new things about him and our marriage, you know, till the day that we go home to be with Jesus. And the same (laughs) thing, like, for the couples that have been married for 10 years are still learning stuff about each other. So it's just great to get things because, like, things that you guys have learned so far could help me. Yeah. And vice versa. And also, I think just having, like, kind of a community of oh my gosh you're struggling with this too yeah. like mm-hmm. not that's so not important. being alone yeah, yeah. because living you need your that. Re- living your relationships together really yeah. helps you can grow yeah. through one another and grow through each other's struggles yeah and you know uh, strive to have positive outcomes through one another yeah it's just great to- well that was the whole po- like point of this podcast when I started was mm-hmm. to cultivate those mm-hmm. relationships and find your common threads wink wink uh-huh. through all, through all of us mm-hmm. so anyway well thanks for tuning in guys um we'll see you next week bye 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 <laughs>